now. There he is. Oh, oh my gosh. Is that... The grade cricketer is a Twitter stream. It's about playing cricket at the grade level. It's a tough, mean, dirty, dirty business being a grade cricketer. A lot of cricketers, you know, that's all they know. They've mm. done it since they're 10 and they have a deep-seated fear of change. But the grade cricket is all about being the most alpha version of yourself as possible at all costs and at all times. I don't bat or bowl. I just feel the gully, count the number of dot balls in a row, sledge 15 yards, make me feel better about myself. Thanks, Thanks champ. champ. Oh, no, you called me champ. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Grey Cricketer Podcast. On today's show, with another famous Boxing Day in the books, we asked how many other third grade teams could make it to number two in the world. Travis Head scores 100, Pat Cummins takes Pfeiffer, some other stuff happened, but there's no more Bay 13. The Big Bash produces some absolute belters. England and South Africa go at it in Centurion and Joffre's bowling beam is Kane Richardson is on the show and hashtag AskTGC gets into all the usually weird areas. Thanks to Budgie Smuggler. Christmas is over and the country's on fire, but our friends at Budgie Smuggler have you covered. Smugglers, towels, bum bags, flap hats, bucket hats, socks, kids' rashies, underwear. When your mum or love interest asks, hey, what do you want for the new year? What do you want for the new year? You tell her to go to budgiesmuggler.com and to go nuts. Use the code CHAMP for free shipping. One website to sort out every member of your family this festive season. My name is Ian Higgins and I'm joined by Dave Edwards to my left and Sam Perry to my right. Uh, Christmas, boys. It was good Christmas. Like this, this time of year, cricket, Christmas, festive season. What's the place in cricket in this country during this period of time? Well, thanks, he goes. I think cricket's place is that it provides us as a society just with much-needed comfort and stability in what is a very unstructured and loose period of time in the year. I mean, it's an emotional time of the year. We're drinking a lot. We're eating a lot. We're coming towards the end of the year, the end of the decade we're actually coming towards. Mm. And um, we're reflecting on the highs and lows. Um, And having the cricket there during this period of time provides us with this stability. Mm -hmm. Um, Cricket can be relied on. And that's what the Boxing Day test is all about. Um, if we were to lose on Hope Saw, that would be disconcerting and scary. And sure. it's just not meant to happen. Mm. So I think um, cricket's place in Australia over Christmas and New Year is just to fucking flog whoever comes here, yes. to whoever dares <laughs> yep. to come here to play yes. us so yep. we can feel better as a nation yeah. and society. Yeah. We, we, we live in tempestuous times, don't we, in cricket, mm. flogging other nations, mm-hmm. other nations who come Cat out. Cat of nine tails. Come, uh, Cat of nine tails. Yep. And we... Um, and we'll brand them first grade or second grade mm-hmm. status. Just for a brief moment allows us to just feel like everything is right with the world again. We can start complaining about trivial issues, you know, like behaviour or DRS or things like that, mm-hmm. or how to say Manus Labuschagne's name. <laughs> um, yesterday, Titus O'Reilly described Boxing Day as a palate cleanser. Okay. So you don't have yeah. to talk to your family anymore. You just let the cricket wash over you. I tend to agree yeah. with Titus. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's safety as it always is. Yeah, goes. Mm. yeah, it's consistency. It's just on. It's just mm. on in the background. This mm. this match, Boxing Day Test match, New Year's less so, but Boxing Day specifically, it's just on. Mm. And this well game described. was on. This game was just on. Yeah. And what it's a just game like it was. a Spotify playlist, like chill. Yeah. You select yeah. it. You just put it on. You yeah. don't know what the music is. Chill folk. Who the bands are. Beach. Yeah. Don't offend me. Don't yeah. knock me off Created my equilibrium. Created by an algorithm. Just mm. let it wash over you. I Dinner want, with I w- friends. I want yeah. to turn on the TV at all times and see safe. 
numbers. I want to see Australia. I want to see four hundreds next mm. to Australia. Numbers like, you recognise. I want to see the number four and two zeros. I want to see <laughs> if New Zealand are batting. I want to see even if batsmen are in. I want to see them with three runs off thirty-two mm. balls. Okay, well he's bogged down. He'll get mm. out soon. Yeah, and thankfully I, New Zealand recognised as well, thank and you. they let us bat first because they yep. knew that we needed this more than yep. they needed it. Mm. It was nice of them to do that. They're nice. Yeah. Well, we'll get into the get into the match itself in a second, but um, Melbourne itself is an interesting discussion point in Australian cricket because nothing else is there to talk about, and that was probably uh, no more apparent than when the Boundary Social appeared in yes. place of the famous Bay Thirteen at the MCG. No mm. more Bay Thirteen, that doesn't exist mm. anymore. Now that the the corporates have won, mm. money wins. Bay Thirteen is now Boundary Social. Yes, and what a fucking place that is. Oh, mm. wonderful place. And uh, look, you know. This is a great example of binary conversations in Australia and the world. You must take your pick. You must take your pick. Do you like Bay 13? Are you a person of the people? Yep. Or do you like corporatisation, privatisation, expensive mm. tickets, just, just for access to then purchase your daiquiris? But what a wonderful view. <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, uh, you know, it's, do you like racism? You know, do you like where's mm. your visa? Show yep. us your visa. That's what people were saying last year. As they said last year yep. against India. Yeah. Or do you like a vast amount of space going to a very few amount of people? Take your pick. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Tism. It's Yob or Wanker. It's from 30 <laughs> years ago. But you cannot, ha- you, can't, you cannot hate both. You must choose. But Pez Australia like the larrikinism of the Bay 13. They like mm. the images of Merv Hughes. They mm. celebrate um, Yabba at uh, the SCG. There's mm. literally a statue of a seat. You know, yep. a person could be sitting there. Yeah. Not, not in the small test matches against New Zealand and stuff. And now Yabba the, is. Now Yabba, yeah. Well, Bay 13 yeah. was a safe space, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. In what is a declining yep. thing in society, in Western society, Western male white Australian society, society yep. the decline of the safe space. Finally. And it represented a place that white Australian men could go and be surrounded by other white Australian men and say whatever they wanted to. Mm. Free of any kind of recriminations, whatever you want to say, it's safe. Yeah. And we don't have that anymore. Now the boundary social is around. Yeah. Where the where the Bay Thirteen guys are going to go? Well, they're just going to go to another Bay, aren't they, and do exactly the same thing? Yep. We saw that. With that so thing. yeah, they, we, they we, went to Bay Eleven. We went over there. Yeah, they're in Bay Eleven now. Okay. So it's the same thing. Same and they're thing. nineteen years old and creating conflict with Bay Nines, you know, like saying "fuck off, Bay Nine. It was really strange. So we would have paid the same amount for a ticket. Everyone could just move wherever <laughs> they want to go either, but just create, just kind of creating, yeah. contriving a tribalism between Eleven yeah. and Nine now. So what? Yeah, exactly. I like the ingenuity of Cricket Australia introducing this new premium pricing tier i think they need to start considering more revenue streams like that mm-hmm. particularly seeing most of their major sponsorships are under threat i mean linter energy you know a huge contributor to mm-hmm. you know pollution which is obviously a very um mm. pressing topic in society at the moment mm-hmm. you know they their major gambling partner was under pressure in a four corners expose recently mm-hmm. so they're just trying to find money ca mm-hmm. and i think you know introducing new rev streams in the form of yeah premium pricing opportunities mm-hmm. um, just, for crowd i just think about that linter energy ad in terms of pollution there's literally like the gag is that someone they're in someone's backyard and they've got like a giant light tower mm-hmm. uh, which then turns into night, night into day basically and it's yeah. just like yep. no it's all pollution anyway this segment is brought to you by that's Literature. what we'll have to do eventually we'll have to turn night it actually into is, day it is disconcerting how much light there is when that floodlight comes on it is because yeah. it was just dark before now everyone is lit up I mean yeah. that would really frighten people in distant suburbs that are in the shot it would fuck your retinas anyway. yeah for sure anyway yeah Pez, you and I went into the Boundary Social, just to keep harping on this. Please. You and I, or, we, or three of us, have been extremely lucky to go to uh, all the test grounds, see, see some cricket, see some cool stuff. That Boundary Social, this is an unpopular opinion, is fucking awesome. Mm. It is so good. I don't, I don't know if there's a better view yeah. in cricket in Australia than what that Boundary Social has. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah so... But it's elitist, so... Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I think when it's all weighed up, I, I'm... I'm uneasy. 
with it. Like when you weigh yeah, up the cost sure. and you weigh up what's lost and you weigh up what it means it's fucking expensive. and the direction of it, etc. Like I'm definitely keen to get rid of people saying, show us your visa. Mm. Um, however, like walking in there, that you like were on this little embankment mm. and you saw the MCG as though you were sitting on a hill, like at a local park, yeah. except that what you were viewing was the MCG and yeah. the members in the background and stuff. Mm. You're an un, unintruded mm. um, view left and right. No, no one in your peripherals, you're not like a sardine in yeah. there. And that's why this show is now brought to you by the Boundary Social. <laughs> uh, it's not. I mean, like it's a, it's just an experience, isn't it? I mean, cricket is an event. I mean, it's a sport, but it's almost like arts. I mean, it's like when you're going to a, a concert and you want to select the premium uh, ticket. Mm. You know, I'm going to go to a Paul Kelly concert, Taronga Zoo, a Twilight concert, and I'm going to select the premium nice. uh, option, which gives you, you know, access to a picnic basket and a vantage point where you can, you know, soak it in a lot better than you would if you were kind of amongst the fucking cretins mm. um, who are paying, you know, what, why are you, why no, just, just people, people are cretins. <laughs> they, they don't get <laughs> premium tickets. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they yeah. are. Good point. They are. Um, what about the um, the wicket in itself? Big conversation point. Did it play well? Are we happy with it? Like no one, no one was hurt. <laughs> yeah. Do we celebrate that? Is that the standard now for the MCG? I don't know. I don't know what the. Yeah. I mean, I what personally, the benchmark is yeah, for Melbourne. I well, I like a pitch that does a bit. I mean, I've always said that. Yes. Yes, you have. Yeah. On several episodes, at least, and that's just mm. the ones that we know privately about. as well. Um, I direct messages, but you know, a good pitch is obviously one that you know provides a contest between bat and ball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you've all said that, <laughs> according to Webster's, that, that definition. <laughs> um, but you know, a couple of weeks ago, this pitch was described as dangerous. Yeah, and that, so it's come a long way. This pitch, but didn't that excite you? When yes, like a pitch described as dangerous, like fuck, I better Ooh, not go against you. He's a bad boy. He's yeah. a bad boy. Yeah, yeah. 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 What's he going to do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, there was like loads of praise for the wicket after. This uh, test, yeah. especially for Matt Page, who you know has done well to make it something. Mm. Um, I, I thought that it was coming from an extremely low base. This praise, like the two previous options, were like the most benign surface in cricket history, yeah. or encrusted ridges on wickets that might kill somebody playing a forward defence. Yeah. Uh, I still think it's an absolute grind watching cricket at the MCG. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I will not resolve from my position that this is an AFL conspiracy in the AFL are most likely <laughs> silent backers in the Australian Conservation Foundation who this week released a report saying Boxing Day would have to be removed from the MCG so the AFL can do shit like run 2K time trials and trade radio, etc. <laughs> so, Why are your eyes um, rolling up to the ceiling? <laughs> How good would the MCG be if it actually had a little bit of pace and bounce? Like, like it, it, it is, it, There's like a t- fucking ticker tape parade for Matt Page. Right. For turning up a pitch that was still, probably I think it would just be a sensory grade. overload, wouldn't it? Be because mm. there's the boundary social, there's you know the cathedral like experience of the MCG. If, the, if it was too entertaining, people would just fucking kill themselves. Mm-hmm. It'd be too exciting. Mm. You got to moderate it somehow. Mm. I guess. I guess the question is, if the MCG wicket was an AFL club, which club would it be? Mm. Good question, mate. Mm. Good question. Um, GWS mm. oh, Fitzroy ninety five. Don't know what that means. Yeah. Hey, let's get into the cricket. Into the match that was played. New Zealand won the toss. You mentioned before it was, and they decided yeah, we're going to have a bowl. Mm. A bowl on that. And yeah. Trent Bolt fucking rocked Joe Burns' middle Didn't peg. He? And we thought, hang on a second. Yeah. Something's going on here. Mm. And then they took four more wickets in the space of two days. So nothing yeah. happened after that, really. Mm. <laughs> Everyone got some runs. Travis Head scored 100. Yeah. Were you excited by Travis Head's 100, Dave? I've never been excited by a Travis Head innings. Yeah, um, I'm the same. I don't know why. Uh, is yeah. it me? No, because I'm the same. I, I, I just like, uh, you know, he's averaging 43, 16 yeah. tests. Good job. Number six. But it's just, it's, I don't know what it is. I'm not excited by it. I want Pekofsky's averaging 27, but there's hope. Mm. I don't know what the future is for Travis Head. 
which is a courageous <laughs> thing to say after he's made a breakthrough hundred. It's the right time to ask mm. those questions rather than doing it when you're I just don't think it's it. luck. He's not the guy. Yeah. He's not the guy, mate. I, I, I don't know who the guy is, but I don't think he's the guy. Yeah. He's, he's streaky, isn't he, Travis? Mm. It is hard. Like it, I, I find it hard to um, identify the upside. Like Even when guys are still on their way through the career, they're, they're just kicking off. Mm-hmm. You can normally see what the end product might be. Um, but Head has scored 100, and uh, it, it's it's hard to it's hard to sledge after 100 on Boxing well, Day. Well, I'm doing my best. Yeah, he's yeah, got a Boxing Day 100. Yeah, he's, he's, he's completed the dream. Although, yeah. like, the Boxing Day 100 thing, like, for me, it has to be on Boxing Day. <laughs> Fucking close Sorry. your eyes. Yeah. Wash over you. <laughs> boxing Day 100s, the Boxing Day Test Match, the, yeah. the 100 has to be on Boxing yeah. Day. Don't give me that 27th shit. Yeah, good, good point. Yeah. You know, like, it's just 27th is, like, when you lose track of days. Day. What days? Oh, I don't know. What's the date today? Oh, Christmas yeah. two days ago, be fucked up from ham. Yeah. So, right. like... <laughs> can yes. I denigrate Travis Head's Boxing Day 100 anymore I'm trying yeah no I'm just never going to get excited about a Travis Head yeah. yeah yeah we'll play this back change. when he, he needs to change when he scores his 20th ton for Australia yeah. we'll play it back yeah. and we'll keep the position yeah and when, <laughs> when, when, he's, when he's captain Australia 80 times yeah. and he's just led Australia to a famous victory in India I'm not sure about Travis he's not, he's not <laughs> the guy for me yeah. I mean his offies have come along yeah. well, we're talking about you know we're getting rid of a batsman for the next test maybe yeah. we'll get rid of Travis well let's get into the selection thing because like the, I think I think one of the more interesting things about this test match is like the layers of like, like the cunt is still there with Australia. It's still mm. there. You can see it. And like, Pez, you've spoken very eloquently about this in the past. It's just like, when we start to win, it just starts to creep in. Yeah, just see it it's just there. It's still yeah. there. Well, uh, people I keep like talking it. like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah see it coming through. It's coming through. Uh, and contrast that with uh, the end of the test match, um, Kane Williamson, the captain of right. New Zealand, went over to the supporters and kind of gave an impromptu mm. address to them, thanking them for coming along and providing them with the Thanks for coming. inspiration they need to keep going. Mm. Oh, they're too fucking nice. Mm. And that just plays into our hands because we're just getting a little bit confident now. Do you think people would have liked Michael Clark if he did that and say, like, we went to you know Abu Dhabi or something mm. and he did that to the seven Australians that were yeah. there? Yeah. The atmosphere was great, yeah, guys. Fanatics. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah, the fags. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I like, uh, you know, at the start of the test, Smith was gesticulating with Nigel Long over some, That's right. you know, an LBW uh, leg buys versus dead ball call. Mm. Um, Something very, very trivial and meaningless, really, but it meant a lot to him. Yeah, they're like yelling at each other. Um, DRS stuff as well, uh, and and you know Matt Wade carrying on with. Tim Southey mm-hmm. uh, and then there's this thing that's emerged where like I think one of the journos asked about um, oh no Travis Head made the comment that like when there was conjecture over whether he'd be selected or Swepson will be selected uh, Swepson pardon me um, Nisa would be selected yeah. that um, actually what happened was Langer called Head and said don't worry about it you're in and uh, Tim Payne later confirmed that um, you know that we were just playing silly buggers with the media <laughs> and a couple of the media got the shits with this I don't think the, cr- like, the, the, the public really cares that much like you know yeah. th- there's always like uh, sort of the, the teams often play games with the media and stuff like that mm-hmm. but on the other hand like what why like why why did australia need to do that like w- was the non-selection of um mm. nisa like was that the thing that demoralized new zealand mm. <laughs> not really i like, think australia's bored that no that's exactly what i was going to say oh, sorry, so like yeah. this is this is 
this is what we do. Like when we start winning a little bit, we just start to get a little bit bored. We start fucking around with things a little yeah. bit, and then we, and start, we get into trouble. Yeah, we do. We get into trouble. Like, mm. it, like we like it. Like, yeah. New, New yeah. Zealand weren't going to go. Oh fuck, heads playing. You know, they've done us here. Our plans are out the window. You know, now like they still have to face Cummins Stark, yeah. uh, Pattinson, and Lyon, and yeah, they just get, they just get bored, and we, we just start, like because we're, we're bored, we start making enemies with yeah. people for fun. Like we're just like, we're just demolishing people, so we start making enemies, start snarling at people a little yeah. bit, that kind of thing. Well, like and, a bunch and, of blokes at like race day, we're dressed in our finest, we've had a few beers, and we're just feeling really good about yeah. ourselves. Yep. Yeah, and we're going to get into a bit of trouble, and yeah. the police are going to get involved. <laughs> Someone's going to go to jail, and, and I think it's interesting. Like this is the moment to judge whether the, the behaviour <laughs> stuff is like is real with Australian cricket. You know, like they've yeah. been on their best behaviour for a year or two. They've developed a good side out of that. Mm. But now that, you know, they've been grounded by their parents yeah. and they've been on their best behaviour to get back in the parents' good books. Mm. And now that the punishment has dissipated, mm. like, are they still cunts? Or, you know, mm-hmm. are they going to be good people? I think that, I think that, there's a delineation here between the pain laying us stuff where they're just bored and just mm. like, let's have a bit of fun. Let's yeah. have a bit of fun. Yeah. We're going to win the series 8-0. Yeah. Yeah, let's have a bit of fun. But like the Smith stuff for me is like, He's fucking bubble boy, doesn't really understand his actions and wild gesticulation and how that looks. Yeah. No. And like, I can't remember if we said this in the podcast or just privately, but like, you do sort of forget a little bit, like just before Sandpaper, that was like six months beforehand, went under Smith's captaincy and like, it was getting pretty bad. Yeah. And like, Smith has like no control over like, I think he's just so fucking in cricket mm. and in like the moments. He doesn't yeah. think about things in a broader sense like Payne does. Well, like yeah. He's always been in cricket. Yeah. So he's never had to look at himself outside of cricket because right. he's always within this cricket bubble. Yeah, and my, I mean, my my wife mm-hmm. looks at Steve Smith and, and said to me the other day, like he looks like he's about to have a nervous breakdown. Yeah, mm. but the, I reckon there's heaps of stuff in this match because, like, you know how at the beginning of the summer he was talking to Howie and he was like, oh, "I don't sleep during Test matches, or I don't sleep when I'm batting and stuff," and like. That's a really strange mindset to be. Mm. If you have no sleep, you can't be functioning. All the stuff mm. about like, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing in between balls. He doesn't recognise he's doing weird leaves. Or mm. like, I think he's so like just sea ball, yeah. hit ball stuff. That like when he's gesticulating wildly, it seems unsustainable. With Nigel really? Long. Yeah. How old is not, he? Thirty. Uh, Thirty odd. Yeah. 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 yeah, 30 on round it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thirty is a number that's ruined now. Cricket. <laughs> I, I think so the Aussie ruined. team. I think they do have goodness in them but now that they, now that they're starting to fuck around because they're bored and making enemies with people and mm. stuff they st- they have this problem with them and then they start conflating their winning with that behavior and they go oh no we're winning because we're hard like this mm. yeah. but they've started winning they've got to this point without needing to carry on but now that they're dominating they're yeah. like oh no carrying on is part of yeah. what we do so it's, oh, i think it's going to be australia's good- getting really specific with their needs and wants <laughs> i can only ejaculate if this happens yeah <laughs> 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 Finally, someone made that comparison. Uh. Finally. Don't you think, though, like, you look at, you know, New Zealand's number two team in the world coming into it. I mean, we all know the fucking rankings are bullshit. Until Australia's number one, then it means something. Mm. But, like, you look at all the stuff, and it's just like, no, Australia is just the best. They just have better players. Like, they just literally oh, have yeah. the better players. So, like, fuck around with, like, the media. Oh, we're going to, oh, this guy's going to play. No, he's not. Uh, yeah. It's like, none <laughs> of that matters. You got fucking five amazing bowlers and, like, two incredible batsmen, and you're just better. Exactly. Yeah. Just like you spin it whatever way you want. Gee, New Zealand are great. They've got some great plans. You know, mm. for guys who bowl 125Ks <laughs> yeah. an hour, they put that short little, you it's know, that short under resource compared to us. We're blessed yeah. with lots of natural resources. Well, Australia, Australia is just like raw pace and power it's just mm. velocity yeah. spin it however you want you've still got to face Cummins and Stark and Pattinson and Hazelwood yeah, and those guys different how economies. do you beat that in yeah. Australia in scorching heat mm. on dead wickets not done no well you can't apply you have to apply their strategy you, mm. and they don't have that they don't have those resources mm. to their 
disposal. In like the club cricket sense, is there like an equivalent of like kind of just fucking around with the opposition for the hell of it? Like I, I can think of one where I, I remember um who was it Sydney Uni? There's mm-hmm. just in a uh, Sydney sense, like they always used to get to the ground early and they would warm up yeah. for our home games. They'll warm up in the area that they thought that that we like to. Yeah. And it was just like kind of through you, just like, mm-hmm. oh no, we usually warm up over here. And cricket's yeah. obviously just so symmetrical, just like, no, I do this and I do this forever. Yeah. Mm. I walk onto the field with left foot first, left mm. pad on first, all that kind of shit. Possession is nine-tenths yeah. of the law exactly. and the players at Sydney Uni are landed gentry yeah. who understand the <laughs> value of territory. But all that yeah, stuff is The, the like literal you, price would, value yeah. of the territory. Yeah. Like, this is the closest, you know, most valuable piece of it's land right. and mm. I'm used to acquiring those pieces of but, land. They but, landed on yeah. the continent and yeah. quickly sought out the best vantage point even though people yeah. already existed yeah. there and just conquered it yeah. by getting there. What happened? Built some emeritan apartments on it. They would often get to Chatswood Oval and be like Terranullius and then just get there. But like they won lots of games because they were better than us they, yeah. they had the better players not because they, they fucking didn't warmed need up, to do but they that did, they, yeah they were fucking with us but yeah. they did have the weapons you know of money and they gave people scholarships and stuff like that so yeah, <laughs> yeah they had weaponry they had too, too. much they had too much yeah. um, alright well that's our obviously our assessment of the Boxing Day that was match. Boxing Day that's Boxing Day okay. yeah that's what yeah. happened um, anyone excited for the SCG which is uh, to be fair an equally dull wicket Another dead oh, rubber I test. I don't Sydney. think it's equally dull. I don't think it's equally. It is. It's duller than it used to be, but it's yeah. not MCG dull. It's not. You know, when no. this ball hits the surface, all life demolishes from it. No. Maybe it's because it's just dead rubber test. Yeah. Like. yeah. But you know, that's what we're used to. Dead rubbers yeah. are all I know. I, I mean, if it was a game that had any meaning or relevance, that would mm. be shocking to me. I wouldn't mm. know how to process that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good for me to know that I can turn up, and this yeah. game means absolutely fucking nothing. Mm. Yeah. Walk around, chuck my polo on, and three days will be rained out anyway. So mm. yeah. it's a shit. It's the RM Williams sponsored test for sure. Mm. Um, That's when we'll know if climate change really has ravaged society. If SCG can get through a test without a couple of days yeah. of rain. <laughs> uh, on, at this point, seriously, it would be fantastic yeah. <laughs> for it to rain. Mm. Um, we should we should speak about like so many Kiwis coming over to yeah. the MCG like the numbers are huge there's like the second most ever um, I think the aggregate people to the test match is like 180,000 I think that's oh, right it got up to 200 200,000 yeah. I mean that okay it was the all, most, that is fucking incre- that's huge that, the most incredible. for a non-boxing yes. day a non-ashes test apart from the West Indies in 75, that's right. 6 that's right that's right <laughs> so like uh, and I've got a bit of a theory because we spoke to some Kiwis who came to our shows the last like couple of nights down in Melbourne, our live shows. And they were like, you know, this was like a real bucket list thing for us. And so because the New Zealand haven't been here for 32 years, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, yeah. I reckon if like New Zealand come back here, let's say hypothetically two years time, you're not getting those numbers. Like for, for there was like 16, 17,000 Kiwis flew yeah. over for, the, for, for Boxing Day. Jesus. The expense of that is huge. Um, you know, tickets to our show, obviously, uh, VIP. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 um, I, I just think like it's such a it's such a bucket list moment for these for these Kiwis that like we'll go but two years time to do it again those people ain't coming back yeah right. maybe, maybe not but you know we, it's a theory. We're, we're never happy here are we like a lot of nah. people came to the cricket more people come now than they used to come but we always mm. think what happened what came before isn't there just more was people great. <laughs> it's more yeah. it's an immigration policy thing. Is that yeah, each year should growth. always be have more people than the previous year shouldn't yeah. it well, well, that's a good point like Melbourne is, world population. Melbourne is set to overtake Sydney for population and I think 10 to 15 years ago it was half Sydney's population so by extension there should be more people going to the games mm-hmm. cool well, we solved that with demography <laughs> hope it rains in Sydney mm. hey uh, Big Bash is still going on hey <laughs> <laughs> Like a super commercial radio. <laughs> so um, the game I want to talk about the most is the Sydney Derby. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw saw the game. You watched the game. It was on during our live show. Yeah, was, uh, I caught the highlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game was fucking wild and exciting and good. Mm. 
Yeah. A super over. Yeah, super over. Who was it? Oh, just uh, but does that okay? I'll ask you the question. Does that excite you? Does that excite you that it was a game, Sydney Derby, yeah. under lights, Christmas time, super over, or was it just kind of like ah oh, yeah? But then they played the next day and something else nah, happened. You could hear the din of the crowd through that. Like I even watching the highlights because we couldn't couldn't watch it live because we were yeah busy. But um, uh, <laughs> busy. <laughs> it's a bit busy. Uh, <laughs> but you listen, you watch the highlights and you could hear like how excited the crowd were, just even in between balls and stuff like that. And yeah, went down to we went down to the final ball of the Super Over, mm. and the Sixers, yeah, emerged by one run. Yeah. Uh, so it's about is that the as perfect close T twenty game. Is it's that a perfect what, game? It's a perfect it's game. The perfect it's game. It's a perfect well. game. Um, all, although, like, kind of uh, in contrast to that, there was a good tweet from friend of the show Tom Morris, who like had a saw a picture of Alex Carey at Marvel with BMX Entertainment in the background and he, he wrote something to the effect of like delisted footy player in gold cap playing cricket on a footy ground with BMX Entertainment. <laughs> so that, that's also BBL. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, there was another game with Strikers and Stars. Came down to the last ball. Peter Siddle, who we'll touch on in a second, was coming. He was buying, was it six to win off the last ball and Zampa came in? Yeah. There's something like, okay, Adam Zampa is clearly professional, wants to win every game he's coming in. But like our interactions with Zampa it's just like that's funny, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just thinking about like dumb stuff he said, you know, yeah. in podcasts and that kind of he stuff. Can a, he can hit a big ball, Zampa. Yeah, he can, no, hit, he can hit a ball. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was offended when I said he should bat number eleven. Yeah, probably that's roughly so. Enough, that's yeah. probably says more about me than him. Mm. Hey, yeah, uh, <laughs> celebrating his livelihood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, South Africa and England are playing a game. Well, they were playing a game at Centurion. South Africa won the game Pez overnight. That's right, by about 100-odd runs. Yeah. Uh, the exact scores in front of me. One of those ones where in- uh, England were chasing 376 to win. They started that chase at 120 for one. Rory Burns was on 77 overnight coming into the final day. Uh, and it's just like, we were speaking about this off-air, just about like how many massive run chases look, look on. It's just yeah. like, oh, they're none for 300, chasing 301. Never win. History yeah. suggests of like the hundred and fucking fifty years of Test cricket or whatever. History suggests they always start. You well. ain't chasing over three hundred, yeah. And people are like, this is well, this could be a, this could be a real world record here, yeah. yeah. And then they lose eight for thirteen, yeah. And <laughs> exactly. everyone goes home disappointed. And it's it's good. Like English Twitter is good for that kind of stuff as well. There's a lot of like memes going around, going, oh, go on then, give us a Stokesy, you know. I'm, I'm a half Northerner, nice. Ah, uh, from Headingley, yeah. Um, half it gives us give us a. Give us a Stokes and then you wake up in the morning, South Africa time, and um, then there's just stats about how England's number 9, 10, 11 make no runs ever, and they should never have got their hopes up in any way. Hmm. Um, but I think they, they stuffed it up in their first innings, didn't they? It, it got rolled for, got 100, rolled for 180. 180 yeah. So. yeah. yeah. Um, and then Joffre Archer bowled two beamers. Yeah, so could, couldn't like the bloke more. No one got hurt, but... Yeah, <laughs> so there, there was a controversial moment where he bowled a second beamer that was above the waist right. that was like ruled not to be a beamer and then South Africa were not pleased with it Faf say was blowing up Mark Boucher the new coach was just like oh that's ridiculous you've got to go Philander chipped in as well saying like umpires got to stand their ground get him off mm. didn't happen there was actually footage of um, there was footage of Paul Collingwood facing Joffre Archer right. in the Nets do you, know, do you know what the context of that was? Uh, yeah it was like uh, it was this is a week or two back and I think Archer just wanted to roll the arm over in the nets and mm. he didn't have anyone to bowl to and mm. Paul Collingwood sort of would be in his 40s now and mm-hmm. he's an England coach he just asked Collingwood can you have a bat and Collingwood said he thought about it and said yeah okay go on and then somebody filmed it and was it was the like, ECB social media team filming I'm, it I'm not yeah, sure I can't it was, remember. It was, yeah. Um, yeah, it was yeah. highly set up yeah, yeah. and uh Oh, you're just watching it from behind, and anytime you watch like a fully fledged test quick from behind in the nets, it's extremely frightening. Mm. And like Collingwood, you know, he's done quite well. Like it was a bit, you know, how you're going outside off stump, and the feet were very jittery. Mm. And it was, uh, he, he probably got him out a few times, but then again, you just think that's a very good effort to be able to face 
Jofra Archer at mm. his at full pace mm-hmm. in the nets. Mm. Um, and so, he also had a singlet on and his arms looked amazing. So incredible whatever. levers. Oh. World-class levers. World Probably class. Up there with Rabada for best in the game for yeah. mine. Really? Talking about Collingwood or Archer? <laughs> so just like just back to the beamer I just kind of like in the context of that anyone who's listening out there who's seen that footage it's fucking quick and like Paul mm. Collingwood has scored test match double hundreds good uh, player good little yeah. player mm. good, player. good little player and you're thinking like I know he's in his 40s and stuff but like Jesus Christ if he's like backing away slightly just like yeah it's pretty quick so like mm. when Archer's coming in he's like buying balls that go above the waist that must be like did you ever did you ever like lose the ball if it didn't bounce on the pitch? Yeah. Oh, if it's like a full toss, fucking scary. Oh, full toss yeah. that's just above your like knee roll is frightening because exactly, yeah. you lose it for that split second. Or if yeah. someone bowls a, like a really good slower ball or a very slow yeah. one that mm. loops up and you go, oh God, it's at my head and then you completely Because Archer was trying to bowl this like knuckle ball. Mm. But like just the thing of that, because the whole thing about Archer is he kind of like ambles in. It was a bit mm. like, uh, I understand like Michael Holding had like a more of a fluid run up, but then when he got to the crease, it was like, Real acceleration, and mm. Archer's got this sort of like bit like Rabada as well, got like sort of fast twitch muscle fibers, explosive, that kind yeah. of thing. And so, like, if the ball is not landing in like the forty-five centimeter radius on the pitch, I'm fucked. Oh. imagine if like right, what I'm Mitchell saying is, I reckon he'd get me out. Mitchell Johnson would have been the most frightening to face the beamer from the left armor, like kind of like anyway when he was coming at the fucking left elbow. Ugh. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, Peter Siddle retired. Um, End of the end of the fine career, sixty-seven tests, two hundred twenty-one test wickets. Uh, any like first thing that comes to mind when you think Peter Siddle? Well, extremely white teeth, obviously. New teeth, yeah. Banana I think stuff. like a, thing I like about Siddle is um, there's this temptation to describe him as like a guy who got everything out of himself, which like kind of dog whistles that there, there might have been a lack of talent, but I just don't think that's true with him. He's extremely skillful bowler. He's got a really good record for Australia. He's gone four away Ashes tours. Uh, who was mm-hmm. he was like yeah. uh, he like serviced very very well in that last series. We were lucky enough to interview him at the um, Royal Kensington in London in person, just ahead of the Lord's Test. And like, well, firstly, he was extremely fucking fresh, and we were hungover as fuck. Mm. Uh, and he he noted that, but mm. also. He said later, and like he, this is just t- totally off air, not like no mark on or anything. Like he could see how passionate he was about winning yeah. that series. He yeah. was just like, you know, if we just get through Lords, even if it's a draw, I just want to bring that own home. And he, he even, apropos of nothing, went, come on, mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just in the yeah. foyer, yeah, which yeah. made it ultra jarring how poorly he bowled at the oval. <laughs> I, I was surprised to see that he's um that he's hung up his boots from international cricket because I could see a few more years of him providing value. It was like a non-playing selection. Because you know how he got oh, yeah. brought into like 13, 14 man squads yeah. by Langer just to kind of, yeah. just to get around selection. In and around the group. And then after two days, gets sent back to whatever the fucking T20 franchise he's playing for. Yeah. Mm. But he's just, yeah, tell a few stories. Get like, you know, just mm. like a granddad telling some stories, people at the knee. Yeah. Tell us, tell us yeah. about how many people you killed in Korea, granddad. <laughs> That kind of stuff. <laughs> that kind of stuff. There's definitely like you're saying before, Pez, about like there's this perception that he wasn't as talented because he put in so much effort because he got like, it's all like heart and passion yeah. and and mm. soul and all those all those sort of words. But yeah. actually, he all was the words a guy, you use when you're trying to kind of gently disrespect yeah. someone's actual yeah. natural talent. He was just literally a guy who could bowl 150s in the early part of his career, high 140s. Yeah, like that was so he was just good. And yeah. evidently, he was like reasonably loose early on in his career, mm. changed his ways, and just became this like endurance. Lionheart, mm. who then became super skillful and, you know, went a big way to helping Australia bring home the Ashes, which is something teams couldn't do for the last 20 years. And then, you know, everyone seems to like him as well. He was very nice to us. So, you know, uh, what, a, what a career. I mean, I think one of the best things was 
Ponting saying is the first picked in my side, and I don't mm. think Ponting says stuff like that like lightly. Mm. So, yeah, well done. Mm. Shout out to our close personal friend Peter Siddle. Peter Siddle, beer uh, who couldn't join us. Yeah, 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 he, he said, "Who dis?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Cam Richardson's on the show after that hashtag Ask TGC. Hey, hey, lads, it's time for another KO mini debate. KMNs let you stream every catch, every six and every wicket from an entire match or day's play in less than half an hour. It's the quickest way to watch all the best bits when it suits you. Today's topic. Was the Boxing Day test a success? <laughs> Sam Perry. Yes. Discuss. Okay, look. Or debate. All right. If you listen to the Victorian media oh, yeah. or read it, mm-hmm. and I do at all times, and cost. This was a glowing victory for the MCG, fighting back to show true greatness, bouncing back off the up off the canvas as only a sporting capital of not just Australia but the world can. Mm-hmm. Uh, after weeks of conjecture, following a decade of wickets sanctioned by the ICC and a shield game with a wicket that repeatedly injured the two greatest chests in Australian cricket, Martian <laughs> Stoinis, the wicket rose like a phoenix, he goes, yep. and, you know, wasn't absolutely diabolically boring or dangerous. And because of this, Mr Speaker, because it wasn't the worst wicket in the world or a dangerous wicket with encrusted ridges, we can only hail the Boxing Day test a marvellous success okay. and a true reflection of the sporting and cultural superiority of Victoria. Okay. Sure, you need to bowl at a velocity of 140 kilometres an hour to give the keeper any chance of taking the ball above knee height. Yeah. And sure, the ball moved through the air uh, and off the wicket for one hour on day one. Yeah. But the point is that the ball did not bounce twice through to the wicketkeeper mm. on the first over of day one. Yep. So, by extension, it was a wonderful occasion. Also, there was a very good crowd and New Zealanders were entertaining. There should be a ticker tape parade for Matt Page. <laughs> Pretty tough to come back from that, I would have thought. Mm. Case more made. Dave Edwards. Debate. Yeah. Well, I guess now I have to take the opposite view. Not necessarily. So, well, that's true. Well, then it wouldn't be a debate. Mm. It would just be a sycophantic, convenient convention Three centre, blokes having a chat about a picture. Furious agreement. Furious agreement. Um, and I was nodding furiously agreement. while you were speaking, but I'll take the opposite view. I don't think it was a success. And okay. obviously, look, these days, things must either be the best ever or the worst ever. That's right. There's yes. no middle, no in-between ground. No. I agree with the premise. Fall. Yeah. But I think that's where the pitch fell. And What, in-between ground? In between amazing and shit. Okay. And it needs to be the best ever to be successful. Exactly. Yeah. There were I lots see. of successful uh, things that they could take away, CA could take away, that it was a, a well-attended test. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they use raw crowd figures as a as a metric, um, mm-hmm. which they do. I mean, I think it was the second highest attended Boxing Day test for a non-Ashes series. I think so. Or some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the Australian point of view we won the game we smashed them there wasn't any huge diplomatic relations issues between australia and new zealand although we did kick an all blacks star out of the mm. out of the venue for um yeah, sculling the beer mm. but i think Good it was like a th- it was a three star pitch three no one star. no one gives anything three stars you don't go on uber and give someone three stars for a ride you don't mm. go on this podcast on itunes and give it the great cricketer podcast three stars see the five stars mm. or it's fucking one star mm. incessant laughing mm. one star thanks don't mind an ad don't mind one an ad. star. I would have thought the like the sound of their own voices. One star. It's a podcast, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't I would say like two stars is the least given star. Mm. Just to make it now about this. Yes. Yep. Three stars. I see three stars time to time. Yeah. But not often. I take your point. Yeah. But, but you don't like go and have a restaurant experience and then go and give three stars because it was okay, do yeah. you? Yeah. 
I mean, that's good feedback for the restaurateur. Yeah. The proprietor would be interested in knowing that. Yeah. Constructive criticism. Yeah. But it's either the best ever or the worst ever. Back to the Boxing Day Test match, which we're discussing here. Mm. Do you reckon, like, of all the people who were would have been a bit like, oh, it's actually pretty fucked. Joe Burns was one of them. Because, <laughs> like, you know, you look at, I mean, even Tim Payne scored runs. <laughs> Hasn't even hit a test century. Yeah, right. You know? I see. But Joe Burns... It's actually more concerning because he's an opening batsman and he missed the ball. Mm. Like, that doesn't really happen in test cricket very much, especially no. opening batsman. He was bowled middle stump no excuse. by a half yeah. volley. He tried to biff the biff. opening bowler Definitely. down the ground with a hard drive yep. with the first ball yeah. he faced. So but is that the wicket's fault? Can he blame the wicket? You know when you look at a scorecard and one team's made 800 and there's always a bloke who got like a second baller? Mm. Can he blame the wicket? Well, you can do whatever you want, really. I mean, it's cricketers true. live in deluded fantasies most yes. of the time anyway, so I'm yes. sure you could concoct an argument. It wouldn't be one based on truth, mm-hmm. but I'm sure he could. And often you need to do that to cope in cricket, so I wouldn't begrudge him doing it. It just wouldn't be true or factual. But once again, we've got to the bottom of this or factual. Or factual. <laughs> quite quickly. In case true wasn't enough. And yeah. both arguments were well made, and yes. I, I took your credit, your credit to yourselves and this organisation. That's another mini-debate done for KO Minis. KO lets you stream all the action from the summer of cricket with no ad breaks during live play. Visit kosports.com.au or download the app to start your 14-day free trial. You know, there's a higher authority that's beyond our comprehension and right up there in the sky. Unless we understand uh, that that's got to be respected, then we're just fools and we're going to get nailed. 2020 is right around the corner and I bet you're already thinking about what you didn't achieve in 2019 and what you want to get up to in 2020 and if you want to work towards being your best self in 2020 then Blinkist is for you. Now Blinkist is for anyone who cares about learning but doesn't have a lot of spare time. Blinkist takes the key insights from over 3,000 non-fiction bestsellers in over 27 different categories and gathers them together in 15 minute blinks. That's text and audio explainers that help you understand more about the core ideas of those books. Now it's already 12 million people across the world using Blinkist already to deepen their knowledge in 27 different categories of non-fiction. There's bestsellers from The Barefoot Investor by Scott Pope to The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. It's all there. And you can listen to Blinkist whenever you're on the go. If you're commuting to work, you're cooking dinner, you're driving the car, you're walking the dog, wherever you are, it's all right there. Now, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience at the Great Cricketer Podcast here. Now, if you go to Blinkist.com slash cricket to start your free seven-day trial and get 25% off a Blinkist premium membership. That's Blinkist, spelt B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash cricket to get 25% off and start a seven-day free trial. That's Blinkist.com slash cricket. Boys, this bloke's played nearly 40 times for Australia in the shorter formats. He's got a mountain of first-class and list-day wickets. No one seems to be able to score off him in the BBL. Takes lots of wickets there as well. He's got skills and a social conscience. Uh, he mocked Marcus Stoinis's Hulk impersonation uh, <laughs> impression last year. Adam Zampa seems to like him. Uh, it's Kane Richardson finally on TGC. Kane, welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. I assume it's a rig-based selection. <laughs> Confident? Have you read no. that off a sheet? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, um, Kane, you're not from New South Wales or Victoria and you played in all the junior Australia 19 yeah. stuff. You must, A, have been pretty good uh, and, B, not played much grade cricket. What does grade cricket mean to you? Grade cricket is a stepping stone to something better, I think. It's, uh, <laughs> basically, you just turn up, do your time. It's almost like going to jail. you just got to serve your time there and then... Get out and 
you know, start your start start a new chapter in your life. So <laughs> just um, rehabilitation. As you can tell, I'm a, yeah, yeah, pretty much. As you can tell, I'm a huge fan, and <laughs> I played I played one day of club cricket this year, and I spent 96 overs in the field, and uh, didn't take a wicket. So. <laughs> What happens when you go back to grade cricket after playing professional cricket? Is that like going back to jail? You kind of know your way around, yeah. know some of the inmates from when <laughs> it's you used to be there, <laughs> trading, trading cigarettes. Yeah, pretty much. Know which days have the best lunches and all that kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, hopefully I don't get back there anytime soon. Do, do you enjoy? Like, are you one of those guys who likes to go back and play as a bat? That's yeah. number three or four. Yeah, yeah. When I was younger, I did because I actually enjoyed playing cricket. But um, <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, look, the more I just get sledged, and expectation is that I actually perform. Um, so I that doesn't sit well with me at all. So. I basically just turn up. I wear long sleeves. I wear batting mm. shoes and don't try. That's okay. Heaps of levels there. I, yeah. I touch on all of these things now. Mm. You're just talking about like <laughs> uh, sledging. Just like there's there's a, con- a perception out there that there's more sledging in grade cricket than anywhere else in society. Mm-hmm. Um, you as an international player, IPL player, successful cricketer, good bloke, allegedly. Uh, you know <laughs> what, what are what are people what are people saying to you on the cricket field who have not played international cricket? Um. I'm trying to think back to the day I spent a couple of weeks ago, 96 in the field, and to be fa- uh, to be fair, I I did engage in the sledging. I started it. <laughs> okay, so um, you're sledging people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and as 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 an alpha male in that in that um, environment, I felt you know we were. I think the opposition was one for two fifty. I thought you know what, the time has come. I yeah. need to do something about this. <laughs> Now's the time yeah. to sledge. And, yeah, and, you're on top. and the best thing, yeah, and the best thing to do was not bowl well and take wiggers yeah, just to get obviously just to get chirpy so yeah. uh, it didn't work out they ended up making 420 and <laughs> I took none for so um, didn't work but you just got to try you know that's all you got to do yeah that's a good point yeah. I mean just to get the full picture of your relationship to grade cricket like are you a, you, you wear South Australia you know or Australia gear yeah. to, to grade stuff even, Aussie even, training kit even just yeah in the warm up and stuff like that or yeah. even just leave it out in the dressing room just so everyone understands how you do it <laughs> yeah, Bangalore kit yeah um, <laughs> I, I actually just casuals, but I'd like to use my uh, Cricket Australia duffel bag or, or wheelie bag. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the best way. Something cricket related, and and it's there all day. You don't have to take it off like you know, like kit. So, uh, yeah, the cricket bag's the best way. I think. Okay, subtle way as well. I mean, the subtle, B- yeah. You're obviously playing in the BBL at the moment. I mean, this season the BBL's brought in a wave of new, interesting innovations, including yellow hats mm. and strategic timeouts. I mean, what's your favourite? Uh, marketing-led innovation that BBL's brought in in recent years. You must have one. Oh, there's so many to pick from, isn't there? Um, what about the bat flips? Yeah. Oh, well, that's not new, is it? That's in year no. two, so... Yeah. Yeah. Prob- uh, you know what? Even the uniforms, like... Yeah. How original are they? They're brilliant. Mm. I mean, whoever thought of those obviously mm. spent a lot of time thinking, mm. um, developing their uh, designs, so... You know that, mm. I, I, especially last night, the bright red versus bright blue, and mm. then the clash uniform because you can't tell yeah. who's batting. Yeah, no, I was thinking that. Um, yeah, because they got yeah. like they kind of got away with it in the test matches. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 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 But the away kits yeah. is good. I actually, I actually yeah. like some of the away kits. That's just yeah. a personal reflection. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, they seem brighter. Yeah, well, uh, spare gloves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla, I mean, you're you're obviously pretty um pretty successful in the short form. What, what what's the secret? For you to bowling so well, is that a, that's a serious question? Um, I'll take it however you like. <laughs> yeah, I, that's a good question because mm. I don't know the answer. Um, <laughs> a lot of it is a lot of it is luck, to be honest. Um, 
yeah, you put in a, a bit of time researching opposition, but um, and there's a whole lot of analytics and anal- a- analysis that go into it. And we've got some guys from Crickviz that come in and say to do certain things, but most of the time it's pure luck. And on the day, some some things work, and then you try the next day and it doesn't. So I haven't got an answer for you. I think I'm just extremely lucky. Mm. How do the, the Crickviz guys, so do they come in kind of like with a PowerPoint or Excel spreadsheet presentation yeah. and run you through the data? Like, how do they come in? Do, I, do they sit you down one-on-one or do they make a big presentation? No, no. Yeah, I think they do to certain individuals and I'm definitely not one of those. Mm. But um, I think I was speaking to Michael Klinger about it and he said he met them for the first time and they were in street clothes and he knew from the minute he saw them that they were the cricket analysts in you <laughs> just by looking at them yeah. there they are they're my guys so yeah yeah i think he, they just um throw information overload at maxi and he can do what he wants with it but as i said it's not really my strong suit that's for sure Mate, you you've just been picked up in the ipl by uh bangalore Eight hundred and sixteen thousand dollars. I feel I feel weird that I know how much money. Like I like you don't know how much I earn from this podcast, for instance. So it's strange. It's, you know, Seven dollars is the answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like uh, we saw we saw Aaron Finch being interviewed by um, Ricky Ponting during a game when he'd just been you know picked up during the auction and and Ricky asks Aaron you know do you want to know how much money he's like oh I'll probably just finish the game that I'm playing I yeah. reckon Punter Pal. Pal, yeah Pal <laughs> him Pal him yeah so we, I mean. You know, salary it, disclosure. Yeah, it's salary disclosure. Yeah. It's kind of strange. Yeah, but I, I want to know where you were when you found out that you've been picked up. How, how did it all go down? Um, we just drove back from Geelong, so I just jumped in bed and I was, I was, I don't know what I was doing. I think I was texting Andrew McDonald because he's coach of one of the IPL teams. Right. So I thought I'd just drop a hello. <laughs> how are you? Um, <laughs> hey, mate, you are up? Are we still on? Yeah. <laughs> are we still on? Are we still on? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he didn't give me too much. So I thought oh, I better stay up and just see how it goes. So um, yeah, I didn't follow it as such. I mm. just quickly jumped on Crick Info after, and I think it was about two thirty in the morning. So uh, no one else was awake to to share the good yeah. news. I just sent out a couple of texts and then make sure I I wake up early the next day to really bask in the glory of it all. So, mm. um, but yeah, when when you're one hundred forty seventh on the list in the IPO auction, um, it's usually going to be right at the end. So right. uh, yeah, it was about two thirty a.m. At least you're honest about that. Like, we've spoken to a few players who are like, oh, look, I was just hanging around or whatever, and I just happened to get on Twitter, and oh, yeah. there I was, you know, oh, on the yeah. auction, not following, yeah. you know, in intense it. detail whether yeah. I'll be picked up in yeah. the IPL and have riches yeah. uh, through my pockets. But anyway, yeah. Mm. Thanks for being honest. I, I think, I think yeah. whoever says that is lying. It's. Mm. If your name's in, you're following religiously. And Dan mm. Christian, I'm going to throw him under the bus. <laughs> Good. He, he kept saying, oh, you know what? Oh, I hope I don't get picked up. I want to go to Europe for a three week holiday. <laughs> And I know Dan Christian well, and he is angry he didn't get picked up. That is complete bullshit. He's fuming that he didn't get picked up. So now he has to go on a three-week holiday to Europe. Uh, is he, is yeah. he trying to get into the European Cricket League with Pavel? He <laughs> might. I think Pavel has a connection with the Renegades, so you know, he came out and played. I think they're looking at him possibly for the last... Uh, few games this year if Nubby is unavailable. He'd be good in Geelong, I reckon, yeah. yeah. Sort of flat there. Pavel just well, came off a business Marvel, development trip here, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. did, yeah. So I think, yeah, I think that was all part of it. And I think Marvel Stadium will suit him as well. You know, long oh, yeah. straight boundaries, uh, changes the pace. Yeah, yeah I think it yeah. would be quite a good selection. Pace off. Yeah, yeah. pace off yep. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just love saying pace off. Yeah, it's the yeah. one phrase that makes you, yeah, off speed, <laughs> yeah, one speed. phrase that makes you sound like yeah. a T20. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, Kane, obviously, you, you and. Um, 
your friend Adam Samper are kind of the poster boys for, you know, you described yourself as a sort of spaghetti-armed bloke. There's a cadre of you guys now infiltrating cricket um, with what, with your veganism and your social conscience and uh, you're, yeah. you're take, taking on some of the kind of more alpha behaviour from decades gone by. I mean, this, this obviously seems like quite an orchestrated, integrated campaign from both of you. Um, it, it, would that be right? Uh, maybe from Zams. I mean, I think I'm... I'm I'm just trying to be myself, you know. I think Zams is, I think he's fake, you know. A lot of what you get, <laughs> I think he sits at home. So before an interview like this, he would have done hours of probably looking yeah. in the mirror, going over lines, yeah, writing down dot points. Yeah. This is the message I want to get across. So <laughs> yeah, you could say that, but yeah, I just think myself personally, it's all just you know natural. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I think. And yeah. to be, you say Zams is my friend. I actually haven't spoke to Zams in about three months. So, <laughs> yeah, um, close personal friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, we're really tight. So, Instagram, yeah. mate. You're just liking each other's yeah, photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sham friendship. Uh, yeah. Socially, yeah. Okay. I can definitely see that with Zams, like rehearsing lines, just eating a steak, wearing fur, mm. uh, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, about anyway, there's a lot of like uh, talk about the standard of the big bash. Well, actually, last year was like a lot of talk about the pitches and the, mm. the quality of the fielding, especially last year, and and obviously. Now you, you know you're playing in the IPL and Big Bash and like, like how good do you think the Big Bash is? Like, or where does where does it sit in terms of like world tournaments? Is it is it up there or is it just marketed very well? Is it like is it coupling nicely because of the time of year that it's played in Australia, like over Christmas and the festive season and that stuff? Yeah, well, I think that's that's the best point at the start. I think the time of the year is perfect for right. with school holidays and all that that we know about. But mm. in terms of the cricket, I mean, I've only played IPL and Big Bash. I haven't played. Right. I haven't played in England. I haven't played the. You know, I'm not a. T20 circuit king like some of these other blokes going around. Mm. Not yet, but mm-hmm. um, getting to that age now where it's, you know, you know, it could be a possibility. But, mm. um, yeah, I think in terms of the cricket, it's up there. But the other thing is that the Bangladesh League's not at the same time, so they can steal some overseas players away, which right. the IPL doesn't have that yeah. that problem because they pay, you know, 10 times more. So, mm. um, but, yeah, I mean, you do the best with what you got, and I think mm. Big Bash is marketed well with those pretty uniforms. But I think, <laughs> yeah, I think in terms of cricket, it's right up there. But yeah. as I said, I've only played in those two tournaments. Yeah, sure. I'm not sure what happens in the IPL, Kane, but um, last night we saw our umpire Greg Davidson um, uh, feign to dismiss a Renegades batsman before uh, changing <laughs> his mind and um, scratching his nose. So uh, that must have been pretty funny. Yeah, hilarious. He's actually a ripping bloke, Davo. Mm. And good off you from I think para. He, yeah, he is. I can't mm. believe you bowled off spin with you know the height and all that <laughs> yeah, and the leaders that he has. Yeah. But cliche, like Bo Webster, I guess. But um, I'm actually quite good. I'd say I'm quite good mates with Davo. And Rashid Khan had one ball left, and I reckon he knew I was coming out the bat, so he changed his mind for that exact reason that <laughs> he didn't want to see me get embarrassed by Rashid Khan twice in one night. So. Yeah. Um, I don't mind it. I, I'm actually all on his side because that's our fight to change your decision halfway through <laughs> and just stick with it. Like, yeah. no, I, yeah. I fucked up, you know, but I'm going to go with it. So. But, but also, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just stra- scratching my nose. Yeah, just yeah, that yeah. reflex. Like, no, no, I'm scratching my nose. Yeah. I just, this was the uh, hey, thing I was playing doing. The old yeah. pull-away handshake. Yeah. I, I do hey, like Fever. that. It- 
Mm. Yeah. Hay fever is it's Melbourne. It's yeah. terrible this time of year, and the roof is open. So <laughs> I do like fever. that it was yeah. confirmation that umpires do raise their fingers, and as they're raising it, they're thinking, "Oh fuck, that's wrong." Yeah. <laughs> How many have just kept going just to save yeah, yeah, face? Yeah. Going, "Oh no, that's definitely not out." With their finger well, in Steve, the air. Steve Buckner's last like six years. He just like, "Oh fuck it, um, so I'm settled in here." Yeah, yeah. he was asleep most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, Greg Davidson gave me out in the second grade grand final, 2011. Smashed it onto my pad, fired yeah. me. Never forgive him. So right. I guess what I'm asking, Kane, is what are your thoughts about that? Yeah. No, I don't know. I just wanted to say that out loud. Mm. Sorry. It's two degrees <laughs> well, of separation. I guess, le- yep. I guess he learned from that day last night. So <laughs> yeah, it must have been. You, yeah. yeah, you're the guinea pig, but it's for yeah. the better. Yeah, so it's for the good of the game. Yeah, good point. For yeah, the good of the game. Yeah, you're welcome. Yep. You're Mate, welcome. The, um, yep. the T20 World Cup is obviously the most important thing to all of us as Australians. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you must be pretty pumped for that. Getting getting amongst yep. it, getting involved, winning a, winning another trophy for Australia. Yeah, just win it. For yeah, nation. yeah, it's it's about twelve months away. So <laughs> we've been uh, talking about it for the last twenty four though. Yeah, true. Yeah, the twenty 2020 twenty in twenty twenty. I remember yeah, in nice. twenty ten looking forward to it. So it's been about a ten year <laughs> countdown for me. So yeah, I can't wait. But um, I guess I've got to probably get picked first as well. So it's a good point. I'll I'll probably worry about that and mm. then, um, <laughs> and then take care of the rest. Mm. How, how hard is it to just Maybe it's not that hard, but like, there's just so many good fast bowlers in Australia mm. at the moment. Like, are you just sort of constantly looking over your shoulder, or like, do you just think, God, they could pick from sort of 14 guys at the moment? Why is Australian fast bowling so good? Mm. How do you manage yourself in that competition? Uh, yeah, I'm used to it though. I remember playing under 19s uh, with Hazelwood Stark. I think Pattinson was around, so it's pretty much the exact same now. Um, they were first choice and I was kind of the leftover. So, um, but yeah, so much competition, um, in, in all forms, I think there's, there's guys putting their hands up in, in white ball stuff now as well. Um, but then there's guys who are injured. So there's always going to be opportunities with Mm. those Mm. first choice guys playing so much cricket and being all three format, uh, bowlers. So, um, yeah, it's always nice to get picked on a tour to India or something Mm. like that when it comes up because they need a rest or whatever it is. But, um, it's just about being being ready when an opportunity actually comes. Yeah. You're probably being a bit humble in relation to T20 stuff there, because because I know when around Australia, most people think of our quicks that it is is Stark, Hazelwood, Pattinson, Cummins, all that kind of stuff. But with the T20 stuff, it's a little bit more competitive than that. I think. Like, do, do you think Australia, that the public and even the administrators or selectors like have the literacy to understand that like it's not all about pace on you know then if you bowl against the best players in the t20 world cup they're not going to be too worried about pace even in australia right like that you know bowling slow balls into the wicket and things like that can be way more effective do you think people understand that at the moment yeah well i think i think justin since he's come on board has uh definitely taken notice of that because that was what made the scorchers so successful for that you know three or four years when aj ty was dominating but they just had a good range of of bowlers that all you know, none of them were the same. So I think, I think that's where we're getting to now, where we're picking a, a role-specific team, and um, you know, you got Stark bowling 145, Cummins is bowling 140 plus, and then what other roles can blokes fill around that? And you know, I fall into that category of of being a change bowler and someone who can close out at the end. But I think, yeah, the last couple of years they've definitely um, got their selections more specific, and I think players around the country know what they have to do to get picked. Um, in those certain types of, you know, whatever overs it is, is it middle overs, power play and death. So mm. it's, um, but it is pretty simple as well. So I think guys just know what to do. Yeah. Mm. Sounds like you like your cricket a little bit there. Yeah. Okay, speaking it's very weird. seriously. I'm actually it. a nuffy, aren't I? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> you know, I'm, an, I'm a T20 nuffy. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. But uh, 
that that's where it stops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice one. Hate the tests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh mate, uh, thanks for thanks for joining us. It's been uh, a long time coming, and uh, we appreciate you coming on. All the best for the the year, and obviously, um, yeah, you've been counting down for ten years to this T uh, Twenty World Cup. So, wishing you the best there as well. Thanks, boys. Whenever you need, phone's always on. So, look forward to hearing from you soon. And nice. zaps. I'll also subscribe to the pod- podcast now because I'm on it. So, <laughs> you're welcome. That's funny because you've already done it. <laughs> Uh, Thanks, lads. Me fans are stupid pigs. Ladies and gentlemen, as you well know, Christmas has been a gone for most. Seasons, greetings and all that. Uh, We're now into the sleepy period of the year where no one knows what day it is. No one remembers anything. It's far too hot to be anywhere but water. So get yourself some matching budgies. Not just budgies for yourself. Budgies for your partner as well, for your loved ones. Selfish just to get a pair for yourself, Self, isn't it? Yes. Mm. So, uh, you know, that is... <laughs> that's the message coming out of uh, TJC. Good point you make about just get yourself around some water. Do you, ever, you know, like those days, actually, especially in Melbourne, because it's not like the beaches in the city, it's kind of like the bays, like St Kilda, for instance, right? Mm. And you just see people like on those real hot Melbourne days where it's like fucking 45 degrees or whatever. Yeah. And you just see people just like lying in the water, yeah. in the shallows of like the bay there. Mm. And it's like, you know, we're all just animals, you know? Just standing just kind of, yeah, the water up to your ankles. I was in Manly um, over Christmas and... Lovely part of the world. I could say Budgie Smuggler has serious penetration. I think it's where yeah. the Global HQ is. Correct. The northern beaches, but you know, oh, is it? they've got really strong market penetration in Manly. I saw about fifty or sixty pairs of smugglers. Yeah, right. Clicks are matching smugglers. So we saw, um, <laughs> we saw uh, any time obviously one of the cricketers, all the cricketers wear budgie smugglers, like all the test players, right? And like any time, oh, everyone does. <laughs> any time, um, you know, the budgie smugglers are exposed through the whites of the of the players' pants mm. or trousers, depending on what part of the hemisphere you're from. from. They, you know, the, the DMs get lit up, right? And Ben Stokes was seen in Centurion just uh, during this test match. Mm. And the, well, uh, I forget his name. I was just talking to you off air about it. Max, maybe. Yeah. If, uh, yeah. Matt. Uh, anyway, sorry. Sorry. The Came, who, slid into the Facebook DMs. Yeah, and he was like, uh, um, uh, the first message was, Ben Stokes seen smuggling in South Africa. And then he sent a, a second message with a photo of it from his screen. He's like, it was a bit awkward when my dad walked in the room and I was taking a photo of the screen, pause of Ben Stokes bending over. Yeah. Yeah, hard We've to all explain. Been there. Hard to explain. But then, you, I mean, you talk about penetration mm. from Manly mm. to St Kilda mm. to Centurion. I did the same thing um, during Ben Stokes' CCTV footage. I took a screenshot of a still of that. Right. Mm. He wasn't wearing budgie smugglers that day. Mm. No, he wasn't then. Somebody walked in and said, why are you doing that? Yeah. 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 We all get off on our own things. So, is this still an ad? Uh, We're just having a chat. And look, finally, listen to Budgie Smuggler CEO Adam Linforth on the most recent uh, episode of yeah. Batuta Advocate podcast, Batuta Cast. So, a whole, a whole bunch of Budgie me- messages there for you. BudgieSmuggler.com.au. <laughs> Best one yet. Uh, it's something. Hey, um, we need to talk about the live shows, boys. There's only there's, there's two to go. And it's the home it's the home run. It's the hometown crowd. We're heading to Sydney. January three and four we're at the comedy store. Hmm. I personally am extremely excited about this. I, I make no bones about it. I fucking love the live shows. I love them. I love seeing the people out there on stage. They're great nights out. They're real funny. And second show in Melbourne the other night at the Corner Hotel. Great crowds both nights. Hmm. But the second night, mm-hmm. one of the great moments. Hmm. Who wants to take on what happened? Anyone explain? Hard to explain. Well, look, from my vantage point, Mm. 
think I was saying something or other at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was during the Ask TGC section. section. So I was I was on the ground, right. walking around with a mic, taking questions from the audience. Yeah. And I think you were saying something, Pez, yeah. and then a bloke, probably would have been mid-50s. Yeah, I reckon 50s. mid-50s. Yeah. I'm pretty confident he was a Kiwi okay. from the accent. Right. He just stood up and started shouting um, at the but, stage. Yeah. But like, the, what, he, what the, was he saying? The room was um, divided into two, like all the seats. There, there was a centre aisle. Yes. He, he could, could not have been down. more central. And he, I, just, I was saying something <laughs> out of the corner of my eye. Um, I just saw this figure approaching the stage. It was still a fair way away, but he was not walking with any kind of urgency or anything. Mm. He was just walking at his own pace, very mm. relaxed and I casual. thought he had a bomb. <laughs> I saw him, the way he was walking, I was like, this right. bloke's got a bomb. Wow. Hell of a um, target. Yeah. And then again, quite understandable. But um, yeah, he was yelling uh, quite <laughs> loudly with beer in hand and clearly very intoxicated about... Um, how fast Jeff, Jeff Thompson was. <laughs> yeah. Which was not yeah. a conversation we touched we on We were not any talking about that. Because it's fucking 2019. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. weren't talking about it. Yeah. What about Tomo? We talked about it a little bit in Adelaide with Sean Tate for oh, obvious yeah. reasons. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that yeah, was yeah. in Adelaide. Yeah, that was in Adelaide. Um, yeah. Many weeks ago. Yes. So he might have just been a delayed reaction from there. But yeah. yeah. And sure. then, um, and it was one of those ones that was like, oh, we can't kick him out. Security was kind of hovering yeah. and like looking towards us, like, do you want to do anything here? Well, no, we're going to use this for content. Yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a great opportunity for us to kind of yeah. poke a bit of fun. And yeah. the audience was up for it. Yeah. yeah. And normally there's a bit of back and forth and that's all good and it kind of the, the like that. naturally finishes. We like the back and forth. Yeah. It's but fun. He, but he, he just kept going. It was funny till it wasn't. Yeah. But he was sort of stopped and he just ended up standing in the center aisle. We took a few more questions and he just piped up again. Well, also he took his shirt off. That's and he right. waved it over his head and he sculled his beer. That's and said, right. me, me, me. It was yeah. fucking weird. He was he chanting me, 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 yeah. me, me, which I thought was like either like a deep insight into all of our psyches yeah. Um, yeah. or something really meta. Either yeah. way, I really liked it. It's a real yeah. boomer mentality, yeah. I thought. Me, that's all, me, it's that's all what about we're ever me. really doing, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, it was a great night. It was a, little, a little taste of what these nuts are like. I think a lot of people are coming for the first time this year. Mm. Um, and so if you come before, you sort of know what the, know what the deal is. Uh, but yeah. Come along, have the greatest night of your life like that guy did, mm. even if he doesn't remember a single thing. Mm. Um, so it's great stuff. Mm. Anyway, so uh, the Comedy Store, January 3 and 4, that's days 1 and 2 of the test. That's Friday and a Saturday night. They're going to be so awesome. There's a few tickets left Handful. for the first show on January 3. Um, there's more tickets available for the show on Saturday. Uh, both these shows are going to sell out. So I would recommend getting in quick or fuck off. <laughs> Too much? No, no. No, yeah, yeah, it's all yeah, good. good. Sledge your fans. That's what the live shows like. Sledge your fans. Me fans are stupid pigs. <laughs> Definitely putting that in now. All right. Um, hashtag RCGC. Is there anything else to say? Oh, by Rich, Richard Chiqui is our guest uh, in Sydney, which is going to be awesome. Incidentally. Incidentally, yeah. By the way, one of the, one of the all-time most iconic you yeah. know, Sydney cricketers of all time. Um, Tom Otten says, hey, guys. Absolutely loving the podcast at the moment. You're pumping out some bangers. The term champ is really catching on at the moment. So I'd like you to discuss my current champing situation. I play seconds and our team is progressing nicely before the Xmas break, having won nine from nine, including two forfeits because the opposition captain said, we don't feel like getting belted around today, which is fair enough. Our captain is a 21-year-old superstar, opens the batting and scores tons for fun. Local bookies have him at $1.10 to ton up each Saturday. However, when we are bowling and the opposition is starting to build a nice partnership, 15 from 10 overs, our skip will bowl himself, champing the older and more experienced bowlers in the squad, myself included. How can us more experienced bowlers conquer and regain supremacy through champing from a second grade minus Labuschagne? Scoring more runs is not an option as I'm averaging eight over the last three seasons and fresh off a first baller from a team we beat by 270 runs. Also, as a side note, 
I got returned sledge from a batsman three weeks ago. It was brutally delicious, and I think we should see more of it. Cheers. Mm. From I Tom. mean, something doesn't add up here to me from Tom. Uh, how can the captain be a 21-year-old superstar who local bookies say is $1.10 to turn up each Saturday, and this guy plays fucking second grade? Yeah, there's like how good is first grade? No, nice. promising young talent is given the captaincy of second grade if they're just if it's a fate accompli that they'll play once. No, it's just fucking small, small pond, big fish kind of stuff. Like this is like he's obviously like say I'll, I'll just play twos. I've seen this before. Why? Because they want to fucking dominate the like they just want to feel good. But he's only twenty one. A dollar ten. He want more. Every a ton every Saturday they win nine from nine, hmm. and Teams he's just like I'm not I'm not playing ones. I mean, what's the deal there? The other thing Tom says that makes me think psychologically about this is he's like, um, how do I champ this guy back? He's champing us all the time. And he's talking about a meta champing. It's not like a, someone saying it to you. He's like, he champs us by doing this. He champs us by taking this right. off, having a bowl. Then he's, the last thing he says was, I got return sledge from a batsman three weeks ago. It was brutally delicious and we should see more of it. This guy likes being champed. Mm. Maybe you like it, Tom. Mm, yeah. Maybe the captain knows you like it. Mm. Yeah. Maybe everything's in harmony. You won nine from nine. You get champed. That's what you like. It gets you off. Fairly yeah. obvious the captain's not a good bloke, right? That's that seems obvious to me. He's twenty one, he's fucking smashing second grade, runs for fun, teams are forfeiting, play ones now when the thought. Older so. disgruntled bowlers are wanting to be hmm. given the ball and he's not letting them. But at the what same time, I changed my mind then? on this because then the captain, like the twenty one year old kid, he's just he's just enjoying his Saturdays because like cricket is fun when you're doing well. Like how good is scoring runs if you're a batsman? Mm. Taking wickets as a bowler, like, like it's, a it's the best thing. Rep cricket underage scenario where the the coach captains you from the sidelines, right? And directs the bowling and the fielding. Yeah, that that could that could work for this team. I think. I think they need a kind of off-field leadership. Uh, is, do you reckon first grade like haven't won a game in like three seasons, but they've stacked the fuck out of second grade? They're just like mm. we're going to win flag after flag. Mm. That's a Melbourne thing, isn't it? Yeah, calling flags, calling mm. things yeah. flags. Yeah, you know. flags in bags. They say. Right. Okay. Not so, me. It's so just like a Sydney thing. We've heard. <laughs> All right. Well, we haven't had anything there. Cool. Thanks, Tom. Um, <laughs> Nicholas Fuster. G'day, boys. As an avid consumer of your podcast and devoted disciple of your word, I must say it is slightly befuddling to hear one of you, maybe multiple, because to to be honest, I still have no clue whose voice is whose, but I digress. Continue to reference how the MCG pitch last year effectively ended Jackson Bird's test career. Now, I agree that the Gallipoli-esque sacrifice that Jackson Bird made for the baggy green, and therefore the nation, because I attained my national pride from a hat at the MCG against England, was nothing short of heroic, almost Jesus-like that his career died so that Peter Siddles wouldn't have to. But I must remind you that this happened two years ago. As we all remember, there was in fact no Boxing Day test last year as no cricket was played during the 15 or so months between the Cape Town tomfoolery and the Ashes. Cricket can only exist when the Aussies win at home and the Sri Lanka series doesn't count because Curtis Patterson scored a ton and I don't like that his mates call him Spoonie. <laughs> Let it be known that the selectors' Aztec reminiscent human sacrifice of Jackson Bird was not in vain, but equally not in 2018. Regards, Nicholas. Hey, he makes a good point. I made a mistake. I said the wrong thing. Or was it Dave? I don't know. Our voices get confused. We all the same. This bloke's, yeah. he's confused. He's had hes had about three cracks at an analogy here. hes <laughs> He's called it a Gallipoli-esque sacrifice. He's made reference to the Aztecs. Yeah. He's also brought Jesus in as well. All the same <laughs> analogy about sacrificial acts. Yeah. yeah. Mate, fucking pick one. <laughs> You're happy with that? Oh, yeah. Is it is it you know yeah too many early twentieth century war strategy or is it fucking fifteenth century or whenever the Aztecs were around human <laughs> sacrifice or was it Jesus era sacrifice? Mm, yeah, we never use tortured analogies or metaphors, <laughs> but when we do, yeah. and we do, 
we yeah. usually just go for it really yeah. hard on one and then yeah. we'll do another one and it's usually mm. business related. Mm. Well, Nicholas is right and I apologise profusely because mm. I said the wrong thing and I should be punished accordingly. But who said it? But who said it? Wasn't Pez. I think I, Your did, voice I, is, think I did say that. No, I said it. I think I may have also said it. I said it, it first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what I don't like about this, oh, yeah. because I think it's quite a comprehensive um, sledging, is that yeah. uh, he offers the reason why we said it afterwards, by uh, which means he's taken away our opportunity to say something funny. Yeah. Like, well, last year didn't count. That's yeah, why we yeah. said a year, so he took yeah. it away. So it's actually quite manipulative, Nicholas. I'd, I'd go and see someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but right. it was funny. But thanks. thanks for the question. Thanks anyway. No, yeah. thanks as always. I read it in the last. Thanks as always. What did Dave love? Who was it? Who was it? Um, <laughs> I'm more of a mid-range voice, but tinny. Lewis Balcom for the final Ask TGC. Dear Ask TGC, I'm a 23-year-old battler writing to you in dire need of help or self-esteem boost. I don't know. I recently met... That's <laughs> all his words. The way you read that. I don't know. That's all his words. Yeah. I recently met a lovely young lady whom I've gone on a few dates with over the past month. One of the best things about her is that she is an elite sportswoman playing at the top of her field. Being in Melbourne, I'm sure you could guess the sport. Last Saturday, we ventured back to her house for the long-awaited chop. After spending the night and her then dropping me home, I sent a text to ensure she sees that I'm in this for more than the chop, wanting to spark a relationship from what we've built with a simple, last night was great, looking forward to seeing you again. How was the rest of your day? To which I've got no reply in six days. I could only imagine the locker room chat going on about me and my slightly low-rising penis. <laughs> slow rise, slow rise, slow rise like low, bakery. Low yeah. rising. It's a low riser. Yeah. He wants you to be clear that he said slow rising. Yeah. It does get there in the end. Yeah. After years of being a grade cricketer, I've sat in locker rooms yahooing about chop stories and I've shared some myself. Yeah. In brackets one, literally fucking one. Should I be saddened that I'm now one of these chop conquests? Or happy to have been in the presence and embrace of an elite woman. Sorry, human. Human, <laughs> human woman. <laughs> I'll get there. He asks, should I mend my broken heart by shadow batting? I thought she was the one. Got any gloves? Lewis, don't have any gloves for you. Because um, I, I collect all the gloves that I ask for. And I have no gloves. Like a bluebird, you're just hoarding gloves mm, in your yeah. apartment. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. My gloves whole, and protein whole, powder. <laughs> um, I think this is a real learning moment for Lewis because like at, we've mm. all but we've all been in dressing rooms. We know what it's like. Mm. But yeah, he's he's right to say, like, you know, lots of chop stories go around. Mm. But then when the shoe's on the other foot, you actually realise, you know what conversations need to be had. Well, it's a timely reminder, isn't it? Yeah, if you're bit. thinking about sharing a lightly fictionalised or, or, or heavily fictionalised chop story, mm. you know, think about what it would be like if it happened to you. See, I reckon like with Lewis as well, like with this, um, with the girl that he went on a date with, like the, the level of celebrity, I presume it's an AFL player. Is that what uh, I've written the line to? It's got to be. Um, the level of celebrity is like it's intoxicating and like he, he would want to tell his friends that he, you know, but then also it's like, oh, you seeing her again? So it's, mm, yeah. he feels a little bit embarrassed by that because it's, then it's like, oh, she didn't call you back. She yeah. fucking, yeah, stitch up. Yeah. Not good enough, mate. Because that's how men talk about it as well. So, it's the plot of Notting Hill. Um, Lewis, mate, it's one of those ones. Um, mate, if she liked you, she's going to text you back. That's what happens. Same as like when guys, if you, if you, no, no, one's as, no one's as busy as someone who's not interested in you. You should never have sex with anyone who plays team sport, any form of sport in a team environment. You should only play have sex with people who play individual sports. So like what tennis. about... Yeah, okay. What if they're in the Davis Cup? You know, like in the ATP tour circuit. Yeah. Like what about rooms? athletics or the swim team? 
okay, maybe maybe the swim team. I don't know. I don't fucking know anything. Of upset Still just you. reeling from the description of slightly slow rising penis. Yeah. And him putting his name on it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. And I think he should mend his broken heart by shadow batting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's 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 why I get over stuff as well. Real dark stuff. Hey, uh, thanks for everyone for writing the questions. Hey, that's the last show for the year. Okay. Twenty nineteen. Decade. Yeah. What about people who say that the end of the decade is twenty twenty? See you next decade, mate. Yeah, it's a grim chat, isn't it? Mm. No, no one's gonna ask for me. People are yeah, whatever. Hey, uh <laughs> thanks as ever for the people who listen to this show. Yeah. Especially this time of year. Weird time of year. You're still downloading, you still listen to this. If we see you around the ground, especially in Sydney in the coming week, come and say hello, come to the show. Greatcricketer.club for your tickets. Richard Chiqui, three of us on stage. Great nights out. Best nights out of your life. Thanks everyone who came from Melbourne. Wonderful shows. We'll see you next week on the Great Cricketer Podcast.